0: Steve.
1: Hey, Bobby. How you doing?
0: Good. You ready for another year of uh WIFFL podcasts? podcast?
1: Gosh, is it August already?
0: It is. It oh, is.
1: I thought, it was, I thought the Patriots just won the Super Bowl.
0: It does feel like that way, but uh, nope. summer flew by, and uh, here we are. Best time of year.
1: Are you going to really lean on fantasy football this year to help you not think about the Jets?
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely.
1: Yeah. I would, uh, too. That might be one of the worst NFL teams
0: ever assembled. Yeah, yeah they're going to be dreadful. They're going to be so dreadful. It's uh, it's going to be bad, but uh, it's, I think it's going to be worth it. Those three quarterbacks in next year's draft are supposed to be the real deal. So, uh,
1: well, they, they should just put Jamal Adams on IR like week one. Just, <laughs> just keep him out of there.
0: Yeah, I think the defense will do all right. Um, a lot of low-scoring games. Probably like they'll lose twenty to three, and, you know, seventeen to
1: three. six. Yeah, it's I I hope know,
0: twenty-one get, nothing.
1: Well they get a good kicker, that can like hit it from seventy.
0: Yeah, I, they don't even. I think they have uh, Chandler Consterziu.
1: Oh, they got that Arizona dude.
0: I think so, but oh. enough about the Jets.
1: Yeah, yeah, our listeners, our 10 listeners didn't come here for the Jets.
0: No, they didn't. They didn't. They, uh, they came for the draft, but why don't you fill us in on your weekend? You went down to New York City. I don't know what your um, motive was. If you're trying to get into the Rotor World headquarters or the NFL headquarters,
1: yeah, what have
0: so, you got for us?
1: So, uh, you know, my six-year-old daughter dictates our vacation plans. Well, she'd come home from kindergarten with a... Like, they printed a bucket, and it was like their summer bucket list. And I was reading through her and it was like swimming at Nana's and the beach, and it said Diane, and Becky has an on Diane. I'm like, oh, like, New York City. I was like, boy, it's like New York City is the only hard thing on here. I was like, we could totally do her bucket list with her this summer. And so I'm telling Becky that, and she's like, yeah, I guess so. She's like, you do know what that first thing says. I was like, what? She's like, it doesn't say Diane. It says Disney. oh, well, <laughs> Disney's out, but we can go to New York. So last Friday, I get out of work at, like, 11, and we head down. We're going to go spend uh, – we're going to get to, like, Kevin's at 4 and have dinner with him and hang out for a little bit. And So first it took six hours to get to Kevin's, which is usually, like, a, what, three-and-a-half to four-hour ride?
0: Yeah.
1: Brutal. Just brutal traffic, pouring rain. Bruno's going crazy. Kevin's pretty much ready to, like, feed his kids and put them to bed. We're just, like, so late, and so we finally get there, and we hang out for a little bit. Kevin and I talk a little football, then we head off to the hotel, and, you know, I just picked one off the Internet and thought it was a decent name, but the place stunk like cigarettes, and the bed was probably 30 years old, so we slept like two hours. Well, next day, we get up, hop on the train, head into New York. And we're meeting up with one of my college buddies and his family at the hotel. And I, Bryn was really wanted to swim in the hotel, all this stuff. So I'd like paid a little extra for a room overlooking Central Park and with a pool and all this. And I go to check in, and the lady says, I don't have a reservation. I'm like, <clears throat> what are you talking about? I got a reservation. I got the thing right here. She's like, well, let me see that. I picked the wrong date. I'd had it for Friday night. <sighs> So, we're sleeping in this dump, not sleeping. I'm paying for a luxury hotel down in New York City, 60 miles away. So, I'm like, okay, well, do you have any rooms for tonight? And she's like, yeah, we do, but you know, it would be 370 plus tax, whatever. I was like, well, can't you do any better on the rate or anything? She's like, you could probably do a little better if you go online. I was like... What do you mean? She's like, you should probably try another website. She's like, why can't you just give me the best rate? She's like, you'd have better luck going online. So I have to go online. I find it. I show her my, okay, get back in line. I'm like, okay, 300 bucks. Like, just do this. She's like, sorry, she's like, you probably just need to book it with them. They're like being pricks. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm pretty pretty down, pretty frustrated. But I probably would have just been like, you know what? Let's just do what we're going to do for the day. Get out of here. But, like, my friend was there. I didn't want to, like – I just couldn't think through it. I just wanted to get a hotel room as quick as I could. So book it, cough up another 400 bucks for the night, mm. and, yeah. Can you believe that? I picked the wrong date. We were uh, sleeping up in that shithole.
0: Rookie mistake.
1: Ugh, Becky was so mad. Because usually oh, she does man. all the planning. You know, I don't usually get to do it, and I just really effed up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let her let her plan it now from now on.
1: So Tuesday the, the hotel sends me a survey. I fill it out and I was like, Hey, you know, I was like I really screwed up on the date, but I was like your staff could have done they could have at least just booked the hotel room for me, whatever, like you know, I end up getting a washroom, all this stuff, but you know, totally my fault, I messed up. But they could have done something. And they still like hit you for like the fifteen bucks for the pool and internet. I was like, the least mm-hmm. they could have done was caught me the pool and internet. So they write me back, and they're like, they're like we're really sorry that happened. Here's the $16 for the pool and internet. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. There you go. You saved $16. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I got my $16 back. Yep. Oh, God. Wow. Unbelievable.
0: Crazy. Well, hopefully the pool was cool.
1: Yeah, it was actually pretty. Yeah, it was awesome. It looked right over the park and everything. Brin didn't want to get out of it, except she kept splashing this old woman who kept telling on her. So oh. we eventually had to remove her. Yeah. But it was good. You know, good to get down that way. I, you know, I probably should have looked up Aceto, but I figured he was out on the uh, in the Hamptons and.
0: Oh, you're not getting near Aceto in the summer. He's at the Hamptons.
1: Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I took a picture of the Stanford train station. Sent it to Nick when I drove by his town.
0: You call, was- you call you call in the summer. He's gonna be like Steve who, Dugas who. I don't. I don't know him by that name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I tried to tell. I tried to tell the the people at the front desk I was like, Anthony Acido sent me, and they're like, "Who?" I was like, Anthony Acido, owner of the Cuban Refugees, and they didn't have anything, any idea what I was talking about.
0: Yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street.
1: Yep.
0: All right, so uh, yeah, I just hopped on WiflSell for the first time today. so see you, you sprung a trade you see what your boy Alshon Jeffrey did tonight?
1: Oh, of course. He went right out and scored a touchdown.
0: <laughs>
1: Kurt, you know, it's, it's funny because when I do my redraft leagues, I always somehow end up with, like, a mix of the Merriman and Mallards as my team, and I blow. But Kurt's going to end up with a mix of the Merriman and Mallards and, like, win another title.
0: Yeah, Oshan Jeffrey's a good pickup. I mean, I'm not high on him, but the guy's got something to prove this year. He's on a new team and he should be healthy. He's gonna he can't go three bad years in a row, so I think he's gotta play well. I would've given him a, a shot, but I guess you needed running back help.
1: I just i have a short on running backs, you know Jeffrey, just it's you've owned him. It's so you just you have to read about him all week on running backs. Oh, yeah. You just read about yeah. every week. And yeah. I already read that he didn't right know the playbook. I like, how do you not know the playbook? You've been hanging out with Wentz all summer. And I just, I wasn't really up for it. I talked to, you know, talked to John a little bit. Kevin was definitely dead set against it. John, you know, he thought it was a good deal. So I was leaning that way anyway. So I just said, you know what? There's not enough trading in the league, anyways. It's a pretty good first round of a draft. I'll take the running back. I can probably get another receiver at 16.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I will work out a trade here too. I'm not going to get into the details on the podcast, but I think we've got some work to do in the next seven days.
1: I know. I could see a trade work out there. I've had some talks about Carson Wentz with some teams in the top five.
0: Uh-huh. You, know, you
1: you guys might not need to show up at the first round. I might have, the whole, I might have every pick by the time it's over.
0: Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it was an interesting trade. Uh, I don't know enough about Mark Ingram. I guess the Saints' backfield's pretty crowded now with Peterson there. and But he scored 58 points last year, so you're getting a pretty good player. Uh, he'll probably get some goal line work.
1: Um, I feel like I feel like Peterson's going to get the goal line work. Camaro will get some third down stuff, and Ingram will do the work between the 20s, but If he gives me 50 points, I'll be, I'll be happy. Yeah. I I got like a million receivers on that team anyways. Yeah. So I I don't need, I don't need the headache with Alshon Jeffrey and questionable with a freaking hamstring pull.
0: Yeah. The the Eater's only left with two running backs now and he doesn't have a first round pick, I don't think, so.
1: Or a second round pick.
0: Whew. He's going to go into the season with two running backs, defending champion.
1: I was really surprised when I looked at that, I was like, oh wow, he's only got two running backs, I I couldn't believe he made the proposal, but I like Kurt, you know, he comes out with his best offer first, always, and they're always, you always look at his deal and you're like, okay, like, I could, I could talk myself into that, like, last year he gave me the option of Anderson or Gordon for his first, and I just picked the wrong guy, yeah, so... Yeah. Well, I'm not
0: going to question the uh, Super Bowl champion either, so we'll see how that one plays out. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Alshon Jeffrey. Incredibly frustrating to own. Just always reading about his calf or hamstring game time decision. <laughs> Just couldn't stand it. That's why I traded him for uh, Lockett last year. So, yeah. but um, so let, let's talk about the draft.
1: Wish him well. Wish him well because I want yeah. him well. So.
0: Yeah, I bet he gets eight to ten touchdowns this year. I think he'll do all right. Uh, So let's talk about this draft in general. Um, uh, Do you think it's a deeper draft than normal? Are you excited about the talent? What are are your thoughts going into it, generally speaking, not who you're going to draft or anything?
1: No, yeah. Uh, Supposedly one of the deepest running back drafts in years, though, you know, there's like a top four or five running backs, and then there's a little drop off. But I, I feel like in that area where that drop off is, we're going to get a lot of guys r- later on. We're going to be like, oh man, why didn't, why didn't I take that guy higher? Like, that was stupid. Why did I pass on him? Like, I, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a really good first round. It's definitely gonna be one of the, it could be like the what was it like '08 when Forte and Stewart and all those guys came out and Ray Rice like. Yeah. We just had like an awesome first round. I think ten or twelve of the picks hit.
0: So.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Be like that year. Yeah, I'm, I agree. I'm really excited for this draft. A because I don't know who the first pick is. Usually there's a number one pick everybody agrees on. This year there's probably five guys in the mix, um, and that's yeah, not including any quarterbacks. So I'm I don't know. I pick fourth. I have no idea who's going to fall to me. Uh, I know what position will fall to me, but I don't know which one of these four or five players. So, uh, uh that's... It's
1: almost easier to draft later because you don't have to make the choice because, you know, brothers make a choice at one, which is going to be a hard choice, and then the buddies have got three of the same guy to pick through. Like, it's it's going to be hard. They're all going to be yeah. like hard picks until you get down to that last one or two. And
0: Yeah, I agree. At four, the thugs are probably sitting at, at the best spot right now. So, uh... I'm excited for that, but I also think there's a lot of hidden gems in this draft. Um, uh, I just think if you do your homework, you're going to find guys in the second, the third round that are are going to be really good players. Maybe not right away, but down the road, I think this draft has uh, got a lot of more hidden gems than most drafts. I think last last draft by the early second round, all the good talent was gone. I think Kevin might have got prior late or something like that. But besides that, it was pretty much a wash. This year, I think if you do your homework, build your big board through the first fifty picks or so, you're going to get someone late. There's a couple of veterans, especially at running back, Marshawn Lynch. I have no secret there; he's out there. Um, uh, there's just there's just some good players, and I think um, I, I feel like Roto World's coverage this year has been like not as um, good as previous years, I think. I feel like it's scaled back a bit. Have you noticed that at all? For the the
1: rookies, or for football in general?
0: Just on their player news, it looks like you got to really buy their draft guide to read about these guys. And just looking at their free stuff.
1: Yeah, They're you just... know that. Cause, you know, I've I got the draft guide, and I know. Was, yeah, like, I got it too. But it. I don't know. I feel like there's just you read so much about so many people that like I don't really spend too much time in the draft guide, looking at things. But um, yeah, the the player news seems does seem slow this year, and it makes you wonder if just because they're getting a little more corporate there, if they're just trying to force you into to buying that, or if maybe just too much of their talents, you know, they're like become like they're like a minor league team. Everyone like. NFL.com and all this stuff, all these guys are just trying to get to that website, and maybe the guys who yeah. aren't sticking around that are good at it, but yeah. you know, think well, there's a million guys that want to write there, so where are they?
0: Yeah, because, well, I remember years past, like, I, I usually check up with the Road to Road at the end of the day, I'm usually too busy at work, so towards the end of the day, I kind of read every player news for that day, and I now. remember... It used to take, like, an hour. I had to go, you know, click next, click next. And it would be, like, three or four pages long. And now it's, like, you could read it all in one, maybe one and a half pages. So I just feel like there's less yeah. information. I don't know. Maybe it's just me.
1: But... I, I agree. I agree. Because it's, it's, the days go by, and you're like, Well sometimes, you know, your phone, it doesn't, like, load them. So you're like, not right. going through that thing where it doesn't load it. And then you check the next day, like, on your computer, and, oh, wow. No, they only did five updates all day. yeah. Maybe some of it's just because these teams, which I don't understand that they continue to like hide more and more information, and they use their starters less and less in the preseason. Maybe there's just less news. But you'd think the NFL, knowing that fantasy football is what drives probably 70% of the revenue at this point, I mean, I don't really have hard facts on that, but you'd think they'd be making them be more forthcoming, knowing that fantasy football is why people watch it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's perplexing but um yeah, there is some good stuff out there and you know, me and you always joke about Evan Silva but that guy is like a, a robot, like
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he's unbelievable, the stuff he puts out.
1: The I mean the amount of time he must put into it's just insane.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he does all these analytics and just just way beyond whatever anybody else does is pretty neat.
1: Yeah, I've uh, I was reading some like news stats the other day, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, am I going to like learn new stats to like play fantasy football? This is crazy. This is, is kind of one of the reasons baseball got away from me because they they stopped just measuring home runs and RBIs. Now it's all about WAR and what is it like on base plus slugging and just on and on it goes. And now it's target share and. Targets within the red zone divided by routes run, and just I can't keep up. I'm too I'm too busy in real life, like everybody is.
0: Yeah. Yep. Definitely.
1: Um. So one of the more interesting stories of the first round, I think, is Mike Williams. I think he he, he yep. came into the the draft probably looking at like a top five pick in our league, and yeah. I don't know if that guy's
0: going to be a first rounder. Yeah, he's going to be. That's going to be interesting to see how far he falls. Uh, I remember watching him at Clemson and be like, "Oh my god, this guy's going to be awesome!" Uh, early last season, and um, I mean, the Chargers picked him seventh overall. I mean, they didn't they didn't waste anything on him. But now he's out half the year. There's just a lot of questions around him. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. How far he falls, and who's willing to take a uh, take a shot on
1: him? He had a broken neck in college too. He missed a he missed a whole year with a broken neck, and now he's got a herniated disc. And they won't say where if it's his neck or his back. And I don't know. Yeah, it's. I could see myself taking him just because I got two picks with each team. So why not take a stab with one of them? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I'm better off taking a guy that's going to play this year.
0: Yeah, there's always. It's
1: not out for the year yet, but it's... you just got to feel like it's coming.
0: Yeah, there's always wide receiver busts. Uh, Kevin White, uh, Darius Haywood Bay going back sometime. These guys are all first round picks, I think, in the NFL draft. Uh, A.J. Jenkins, uh, Brashard Perryman, Ryan uh, Royals, uh, Sean Hill. Uh, I, that's just off the top of my head, five or six guys that were drafted uh, in the first round of the yeah, NFL. Early on, second.
1: Stephen, Hill, Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill. Stephen
0: Hill on the Jets. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I hope I hope it turns out for him, and maybe someone will land a gem. But that's going to be definitely one of the things I'm watching. Where does he fall to? Um,
1: him and Marshawn Lynch is the other big story.
0: Yeah. Do you take Marshawn Lynch before Rex Burkhead?
1: I, I, me, personally, probably not. Should he go before Burkhead? Probably, because he's got the clearest path of playing time.
0: And touchdowns.
1: Touchdowns. But I don't know. He's He'd be a good fit on the Huskers. Huskers, I think, are probably a title contender. Be a good fit there. He'd be a good fit on either of John's teams. You just got to figure John's going to take him. Yep. And I'm sure most people in the league are just saying, all right, if I take him, he's a bust. If John takes him, he's going to score 85 points. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and we still got to find out what what this math sequence John had on his computer is to drive. The
0: algorithm. The algorithm.
1: The the weird algorithm. We got to. Figure out how Marshall Lynch figures into that. Yeah,
0: I need to write another Steve and Kev adventure for the YFL page about you guys chasing down the algorithm. <laughs> I have it all. I have it already all in my head. I just don't have the friggin' time to sit down and and write an f- uh, article for a fake uh, new football site. So. Uh,
1: yeah, I, yeah. I wish I could get more preseason stuff out, but I just don't know have what? the time. Or the interested in everybody else's teams anymore to to write yeah. that stuff. So
0: we're getting hit by a hurricane this weekend. Maybe I will since we're going to be in, inside all weekend. Maybe I'll just hunker down and spit that, something out.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, we got to find out what I'm going to. I'm having dinner with him Saturday night. I got to. I'm going to try to get him drunk and question him.
0: Okay. Uh, Patriots backfield. What, what's going to happen with these these four guys? How do you think see the season playing out?
1: Uh, probably it probably won't be much different than seasons past, where they just kind of game plan per opponent. But injuries definitely always strike, and I mean Deion Lewis is probably a lock to get hurt. He probably won't last him long. How do you say the, your guy's name? Is it Gillissey?
0: Gillisley or Deion Lewis? I got them both. <laughs> right,
1: well, um, I think he'll get some touchdowns. It just it comes down to health, but I think Burkhead's the the most well rounded out of all. And he can, you know, it's it's like we talk about all the time. You know, you got a guy on the field for certain downs, the defense knows what you're going to do. If you get a guy that's out there all three downs, the like, guy eventually think the three down backs going to come back because it just it gives you so much more flexibility on the field. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think they're all just gonna cancel each other out. Somebody will have a big game one week and get zero yards the next week. It's gonna be real frustrating. I was really excited at Gilsley at first. I just, I still hope he is their goal line back. Uh, the guy's a little cannonball, um, kind of like Maurice Jones-Drew almost. Uh, I hope he gets the goal line carries. So I think it's gonna be a lot of zero points, six points, zero points, six points. You know. Yeah, I think
1: you're better if if you play in a best ball league. They're they're probably better off on those type of rosters. Yeah. You get like sixteen guys and just whoever whoever your best end up being. That's who goes into your lineup.
0: All right. Let me read off some of the names of these veteran quarterbacks on my big board. So my top fifty. These guys are on the list and they're going to end up being drafted and playing somewhere in the Y F because there's a lot of teams eat quarterbacks, including the Thugs myself, so I've got uh, Brian Hoyer, Chad Henney, Scott Tolden, Tom Savage, and Josh McNown, all on my big board. Uh, what, what do you think of those guys?
1: Yeah, that's that's exciting. That's exciting to know that I'll be playing the what, Thugs Week 1 with one of those <laughs> dudes starting start for him. I guess Hoyer's probably the best of the bunch until he gets hurt. Yeah. But man, yeah, that's that's a train wreck.
0: Yeah. Uh, Heddy, I just. He
1: have... could be decent, you know. He's got a good, he's got good pass catchers and a good running game.
0: Yeah, he does. He should. He should be all right.
1: right. Yeah. You could talk yourself into him.
0: Yeah. Oh. Andrew Luck, how many games does he play this year? Yeah, I'm somewhere between 8 and 12. I just uh, – this reminds me, like, when Manning – remember when Peyton Manning had that neck injury? They kept saying, oh, he's going to come back. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be in. And before you knew it, it was halfway through the season. And, they, and then they just shut it. They said, nope, he's out for the year. I just have a funny feeling it's going to be like, oh, he's not playing week two, still not throwing. He's out for till week four. And next thing you know, it's week eight, and he hasn't played.
1: Do you wish you'd taken, like, four first-round draft picks for him after he had that 200-point season?
0: I don't know. Yeah, looking back, probably. I mean, I just uh, – how does how does the rest of his career pan out? He's on, he's on a team that's just poorly managed, poorly coached, uh, no pass protection. It's just – I don't know how the rest of his career goes.
1: Yeah, that, you know, the beyond just the receivers, but, like, coaching and ownership and GM and all that, like – I think that kind of is like the difference between like having a Brady, Breeze, Rogers, I mean yeah, those guys are super talented but that's just why it's so hard for other guys to make the leap into that top tier unless you have everything perfect around you, like top to bottom in the organization. Yeah. So, yeah, that that organization has just completely blown the fact they went from Peyton Manning into Andrew Luck. Yeah. Do you think the uh, the buddies are going to take a quarterback at two or seven, or do you think they're going to load up on players and then hope to scoop somebody up at number
0: 18? Uh, he will – I bet he's drooling over one of these rookies. I don't know which one, if it's Watson, Trubisky, Kaiser, Mahomes, but I got to think Mike's drooling over one of them. The question is, does he fall? To seven, if he doesn't take him at two, um, that, I mean, he's got to take he's got to take one of these guys, and he he could he'll get one of them at seven. So um, I think I think he's probably eyeing two of those four and saying, all right, if I don't get Watson, I'll take Mahomes. If I don't get Watson, I'll take Trubisky. And if I don't get Trubisky, I'll take uh, Kaiser. I don't know. He's probably got something, but yeah, he's he's got to take a quarterback with one of those two picks.
1: It's going to be interesting to watch it play out, especially, you know, there's there's all these really good running backs. But, you know, some of these teams in the top five should maybe think about just trading down and, and getting a quarterback and picking up another player or a pick. You know, the brothers, yeah, they got Palmer, but he's one more year, and it's probably Cutler's last year. I, mean, I don't know about Goff. The jury's out. Buddies, no quarterback. Refugees are – Trevor Simeon and whatever Paxton Lynch, they they need a quarterback. Thugs are gonna just roll with Andrew Luck. White guys, I mean Bradford and Alex Smith probably aren't the answer. If you're the white guys, maybe you just move back a few spots, and pick up Mahomes and take another player. I don't know. It would be interesting to see if one of them just you know has some conviction about it and is like that's the guy that's gonna get me out of this. And I'm going to take them in the top five. I don't care if I'm missing out on Leonard Fournette.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's going to be a great draft. Uh, just because you know, I mean, your mock draft was good. Like, guarantee the draft goes nothing like that. And uh, that's that's good. Last year was very predictable. We knew the first, you know, six or seven picks this year. I I don't know what order these running backs are going to go in. I, I have a hard time ranking them myself. Thankfully, I don't even have to rank them because I'll just take who's ever left, but um, it's it's going to be interesting. And uh, Yeah, the quarterbacks are tough to rank, too. Some of them, you know, won't play at all this year. I don't think Mahomes will see the field at all. I don't see, I think, Trubisky, well, maybe, maybe Trubisky, but uh, those guys might sit all year, and you take them and just wait, or do you go with guys that are going to play this year, like probably Kaiser and Watson, and Uh, Nathan Peterman, um, you know,
1: it's it's,
0: it's tough decisions to make.
1: These guys that need the QBs here in the top five, if they're banking on getting them in the second round, they might not be there because Huster's got Flacco backing things up. He's not great. Um, The Tangs need a backup. The Dragons need a backup. The Merrymen know that, Big Ben's getting year to year, and Stafford is just not putting up the numbers anymore. So these, all these quarterbacks just get gobbled up at the end of the first round. Yeah. And another thing about the when we were talking about figuring out the players and you know the mock draft, well, there's probably what every probably every owner in GM has eight players in their top sixteen that everybody has, and then after that. I don't, I bet none of us, I bet no two people have the exact same second eight whatsoever.
0: Yeah. Yep. Be a real interesting draft. Um, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, and then next week when I we do the call, we'll, be do, we'll do our, we'll quickly recap the draft. It'll, there'll be some stuff to talk about. And then we'll do our, um, we'll definitely do our uh, most popular episode from last year, our season preview, where we'll, we'll pick, uh, each division, the wild card, champions, and then some of the superlatives, uh, which we'll all get completely wrong. But
1: um, well, yeah, I know I was busy with a, a baby last year, but uh, yeah. or having one to completely well, – I didn't have it, but Becky did. Oh, yeah. But uh, please remind me to send out the the thing so everyone can fill out you know their predictions. I, I liked doing that two years ago. I was interested to see what everyone thought. Yeah,
0: I will try to remind you.
1: Yeah, I just I just realized it's Thursday. I didn't get my cuts in, so I got to do that when I get Ooh. off the call here. I I thought today was Wednesday. Get
0: them in because tomorrow, uh, you know, just seeing Arian Foster grace the cover of, YFFL.com one last time is going to be you know bring a tear to my eye. So uh, I kept them. Remember, I kept them last year just so I can cut them this year. So he'll make that um, that memorial page that John does every year with yeah. the cuts where he yeah. puts like the four or five best players. Uh, so we'll see Aran Foster up there uh, tomorrow, and uh, you do have till midnight, so you're not late yet. But um, yeah. yeah, we no, I, I,
1: I, was, I, don't remember what we were doing tonight. I think going to the grocery store to order a Charlotte a birthday cake, but I was like, I was like, wait, today's Thursday. I was like, oh crap. I was like, I, Kevin was like, asked me if I get my cuts in, and I was like, no, nah, I'm getting in tomorrow because I thought tomorrow was Thursday. I got, I have no idea what day of the week it is. Oh. What team do you think has to have the best
0: draft? Uh, I mean, the draft is just so critical to every team. It's the best way to, to build your team. I mean, trades just don't happen often enough. And the waiver wire is just full of uh, Dallas Clarks and, you know, bums. But... uh uh, so, who has to have the best draft? I'm looking at round one right here. Uh, who, who I mean, who could really make a leap this year with a good draft? I, I mean, I think the Buddies, if they hit two home runs, uh, I think they're uh a bad contender division. in a bad, very bad division. I think they're a contender. Um, you know, if, Deans, one of, if
1: Deans hit that pick, you know, they could make a leap.
0: Yeah, if I keep that pick, I'm not too excited about drafting six, but uh, the Beans aren't far off. Um, yep, they they can do something. Um, it's, you know, it's there's a lot of teams like, in the, good positions.
1: Kevin and I were talking yesterday and about, like, you know, I just keep getting all these draft picks, and then we're like, when's the last time I even hit on a first rounder? Like, yeah, I hit on Jeremy Hill a little bit, Mike Evans just fell into my lap, but I. I was ready to take, like, Jordan Matthews, so I would have blown that one. It was, like, pretty much, like, 2010 Demarius Thomas is, like, the last time I, I hit a first-rounder. Like, usually I'm just getting lucky with the waiver wire, like Tyreek Hills and stuff like that. Yeah, so, it's probably
0: been an even longer drought for me, and I've had really high picks. Uh, I guess Mariota, you know, I, I did pretty yeah. well with that one. Yeah. But and I'm you, just looking. You were
1: definitely questioning whether you should even take him, and I was like, you got to take Mariota.
0: Yeah, but other than that, I mean, I'm cutting RG3. Uh, that will be up tomorrow. I mean, Car- eh, well, I took Sammy Watkins, Carlos Hyde, back-to-back in 2014. Uh, neither of those have panned out the way I've hoped. Um, uh, yeah, it's been and then 13, you know, I took, uh, let's see here. 13, I took Kembrel Tompkins with the beans. Yeah. So I have not, I have not done myself any favors in the draft. So this is, I mean, uh, and I've sucked for several years now. So I look back at the drafts. So I just none of my guys have panned out. But.
1: I'm sure, I'm sure most people feel that way. I bet if you went back through every draft, it's probably only four to six first rounders actually hit every year or something.
0: hmm Yeah, Probably. That's probably
1: why Kurt, Kurt's probably done the research. That's why he just whips his first rounders away like they're nothing every year.
0: Yep, probably. Odell Beckham went number 10 in the in the 14 draft for the brothers. Not bad.
1: That's good. He missed the entire preseason. No one knew he was any good. We didn't even think he was the best receiver out of LSU that year. He
0: went, He was a sick, wow, one, two, three, four, five, sixth receiver taken that draft.
1: Well, I mean, Mike Evans went ahead of him. He was – He's. Yeah. It's been good enough. But so Sammy Watkins, Brandon
0: Brandon Cooks, Evans, Kelvin Benjamin, Jordan Matthews, all went before Alan Beckham, and then Marquise Lee went right after, and then Cody Latimer, who I don't even know is still in the league, but uh, that's incredible. That was a great draft year because in, in this round two, Dante Moncrief and Devontae Adams are there. And Allen Robinson, wow, Alan Robinson and John Brown, wow.
1: I, I remember in the first round trying to decide between Robinson and Lee, and I took Lee because he was better in college. And then we get to the second round, like oh, I can't take, I can't take two Jaguars, so I took what John Brown or something.
0: Wow, what a year! That's a yeah, that changed. was a good that was a good draft that fourteen draft.
1: draft. And that that draft kind of set up higher expectations for receivers after all those guys like broke out their rookie years. And I, I think we might get back to more of the. It takes two or three years for a receiver to yeah. pan out.
0: Unbelievable. So, but uh, yeah, I got to wrap things up. But um, yeah, we'll see how next Thursday night plans out. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. It's gonna, um, I'm hoping guys don't do their homework and uh, some good players fall into rounds two and three because I'm looking over, looking my chops over a few guys that will be there in round two. So,
1: yeah, um, looking at my list. Right now, I would be. There's probably thirty guys I'd be excited to ha- to have. Like, it, I'd I'd like seeing their names on my roster. So that's almost two full rounds. So that'll be that'll be pretty good. So I'll get six of those guys. Yeah, it's gonna be a good night. It's going be a good night. Be good to see everybody. John will be here. I'm not sure if Gibby's coming over or not. I gotta find out. But. Uh, yeah, can't wait for the YFL draft.
0: Yeah. Alright Steve. Well,
1: good luck good luck with the rest of your prep. Enjoy Jets preseason action.
0: I will try. And Jets Giants Saturday night. Can't wait.
1: I'll catch up with you next Friday. Alright. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Bye.